Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Hello. And this welcome. This could be a musical. Yeah, and welcome to this podcast. <laughs> This is Historically Badass Broads, the podcast (laughs) where we talk about broads from history history. who are badass. Badass. (laughs) And women we should have learned about, or if we learned about them, should have learned more about them. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. We're coming into this with rage. Rage. Just (laughs) rage rage. against the machine. (laughs) I don't know. Um, if I'm, I'm there. I'm I'm Chloe. I'm Maura. And, and we are uh, the hosts. Maura we are. Has a, 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 <laughs> I was going to say a history in history. <laughs> I do have a history in history. <laughs> and an I honors like bach- an honors bachelor's degree. <laughs> there you go. And I have a degree. That's not anything else. In theater. <laughs> I have a minor in theater. <laughs> I have a minor in psychology. See, there you go. It even together. Out. We make <laughs> one person. <laughs> one person. One complete person. One complete person. Yes. So. Um, I don't. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. I don't know who we're talking about. That's part of this podcast. Yeah, that is. I'm excited. Okay. Because I'm I'm going outside my comfort zone again, Ooh. which is exciting for me, but also really nerve wracking because I don't think I'm going to pronounce anything correctly. So I want to preface this by saying I listened to so many pronunciations, but I think in my anxiety about this, I will forget all of that. Just, yeah, just know (laughs) it's not intentional. And this is done with the utmost respect for this culture and this person, Um, like legit respect, Mm -hmm. maybe fear. Um, It's just, I'm so excited. Well, now I'm excited. We're going to talk about Empress Wu. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> I'm working woo. on my sound effects. <laughs> I love it. I thought it was funny that you just like the ooh almost sounded like a woo. Oh wow! Didn't even didn't even notice. But you know what? I did it on purpose. She did it on purpose, folks. In in retrospect, did it on purpose. She did it on purpose. Let the record. Show. What do you know about Empress Wu? Absolutely nothing. Cool. I didn't either. Um, <laughs> I remember hearing about her. I feel and then so I was much like, shame whenever I admit that. <laughs> No, but that's the here's point the thing. of this podcast. I was going to say, that's point. literally the point of the that's podcast, because if you've heard about these people, if anything, what you've heard is probably negative and like not true. We're wrong. Yeah. Or we're wrong. just wrong. We're incorrect. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is I remember knowing that there was an Empress Wu. I didn't, I mm-hmm. didn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when she lived. I didn't know anything about her except that there was an Empress Wu. I'm assuming Chinese. Yes. Yeah, I did study Chinese, so I know you did. Worse, I should really know some things. I want to send you all the words so that you pronounce them correctly, but I won't. I'm being nice. I'm uh, you could that try too. that. 
subscribe. I'm not you, like there's a there's a, a space in time between me saying something, you hear me typing, a little message sends, it gets to Chloe, she says it. That would be annoying. Or but theoretically, funny. I would edit that all out. No, you have to leave that in. It's the integrity of the podcast. Um, sure. I've never edited the podcast in my life. She's never done it. What what would I do? Manipulate how we speak? No. Manipulate our jokes and timing? Why I would never. Cut out every yawn I've ever made. (laughs) Me at 3 a.m. editing out yawns. Just more yawn. God. Damn it, Maura, we stop. record this in the morning. To be fair, we we record this in the morning, and also we're there's a there's a three hour time difference between us. Mm-hmm. In your defense, I want the listeners to know. Thank you. Thank that you. you're doing this at the crack of dawn. Sort of. I've, the sun is up, um, but thank you. <laughs> but for me, like as a as a night yeah. owl, this is the crack of dawn. This is the crack of dawn, and it's like almost 11 o'clock your time so <laughs> it is almost 11 that's true that's true which means that the sun has just risen the yeah. birds are gently waking up gently and i am asleep <laughs> yeah she's asleep so i'm gonna take you yes chloe i'm gonna take you back mm-hmm. to the mid seventh century a great time seventh yeah to the year great 624 yeah that is weird can i just say something and this is i think a testament to the fact that most of historical study is very western focused and Mm. by my own admittance most of my historical study is very western focused because i'm Mm -hmm. an aggressive francophile and um anglophile Mm -hmm. um the records that the people in asia have like chinese and japanese records and even korean are astounding Mm -hmm. They're just there. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What? And I've been made to believe that, oh, people in history, you know, not made to believe. I, a lot of the time we've lost things. And yes, there are things that are lost. It's been. Or just place like, less importance on. 1500 years. Yeah. And. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just astounded that I mm. saw things <laughs> the way I saw them. And Absolutely. I'm like, this is exciting. This is exciting. So I'm I'm taking you back. We're Mm -hmm. going to the year 624. It's a year of a total eclipse of the sun. How cool is that? Very auspicious. Mm -hmm. And a little girl um, named Wu. I think it's Wu Mei is how she was born, but... Anyway, she has like a lot of name changes because she's really awesome. So Mm -hmm. she was born. um, They don't know exactly where. And there's a slight argument about when, but I think most people agree that she was born in February of that year. Mm -hmm. Her dad was, they think, okay, either her dad was engaged in the timber business and they were just really wealthy, like merchant class, or Mm -hmm. they were also aristocratic. Just considering my very limited knowledge of, like early medieval Chinese society, it seems like the latter would be more the case. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom is from the very powerful Yang family. And the at the time, like the imperial system was really fluid to, and by that I mean like people were always overthrowing other people. Um, mm-hmm. So 
Love. The there was a man named um, Lee Guan who stayed in their household a lot and became like really close to them. He ends up overthrowing Emperor Gaozu and he became Emperor Taizong. And so because he had that relationship with that family, he like elevated uh, Wu's dad um, and he ends up becoming like a minister all over China. From the get go, she's real smart. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows, you know, mm-hmm. um, and her dad made sure that she was really well educated, which wasn't common at the time, which is really cool. But she was like fully educated in politics and and writing and literature and music and all the above. And apparently she was absolutely gorgeous. Although when they're saying that she was 13. So great. Stunning. Stunning. And at that age, the age of 13 or 14, she was taken by the Emperor Taizong to be an imperial concubine. Oh, now, he great. had over 100 of them. <laughs> and at this point, she's a very minor one, like a very mm-hmm. minor one. Um, and basically, right. it was a good job opportunity. Um, she was status. able. Yeah. And, and quite an honor. Like. Mm. And it was basically, from what I've been reading, it was like winning a beauty contest. That's how you became a concubine, is that you were like the most beautiful person. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. That actually does make some sense. hmm And so she became kind of a, a secretary. So she got to continue to be educated. And then she was quite a personality, I guess, um, from a young age. And so she kind of made herself known to him. Um, and she ended up being one of she was moved up through the ranks of like his the system that he had in court Mm -hmm. and she wasn't very popular they probably did sleep together at some point but um you know it seems like she didn't have any kids by him and Mm -hmm. it just kind of seems like she was just one of many in Mm -hmm. his retinue there is a story i don't know if it's apocryphal i will tell it but it's interesting there's a story that the emperor had this horse who was like really large and scary and no one would do it and she was a lady in waiting to the emperor and he was like who's you know she was like oh i'm i'm not scared of this horse and she says to him and i quote I only need three things to subordinate it, an iron whip, an iron hammer, and a sharp dagger. I will whip it with the iron whip. If it does not submit, I will hammer its head with the iron hammer. If it still does not submit, I will cut its throat with a dagger. Jeez. And then he praised her bravery. And um, Did she do it or just say I that? don't know. And that's the thing is that that's where they end it. So let's just. That's wrong. So I'm going to. the good part. Yeah. I'm going to say what I say a lot when we talk about women who are able to become powerful. Mm-hmm. Guess what happens after she dies? After Everyone she hates dies? her. Oh. Well, I'm, t- I'm talking about the end. We're going to I'm, – I'm jumping ahead. Everyone <laughs> – You caught me off guard with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Guess what happens after? Everyone decides that she was a monster. She sucked. Right. Um, right. She Probably was a witch. villainess of yeah. crazy proportions and extremes. The worst. Um, you know – Mm-hmm. So, manipulator, etc. Yeah, yeah, and there's so much about her that, like with a lot of women that we study, like we're trying to find the truth in what their story is because mm-hmm. we have some records that are 
sympathetic or neutral and then some that are virulent and mad Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. fueled by just raging testosterone incompetence and fear of insecurity um Mm -hmm. (laughs) small dick syndrome and um you know yes so I don't know if this is one of those stories where they're like, look how ruthless she was as a child or as a young woman. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say, though, she was ruthless. And I Mm -hmm. use that word almost as a compliment because we say that about male rulers and it is a compliment. Mm -hmm. And to her, and I don't agree with all of her actions, and we'll get into that, but if she was a man, no one would have looked twice. Right. She also probably was in a position of power and was exerting power. Exactly. 100%. And that was it. Ruthless. So, (laughs) you know, it's just interesting because depending on what source you read or like, you're going to get a completely different perspective of, of her life and like of her own actions. So it's, for me, like, I always try, I always try to have a sympathetic lens as if I'm not placing judgment, but looking at the purity of the actions, like what was this doing? Why would she do mm. this? You know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's how I try to judge things. And is there proof? What, what records do we have to support these things? Mm-hmm. So when I sound hesitant to say that that like story of the horse was real, it's, it seems like that's an account that she gives about herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that something that was edited after her death by those who were recording that account or editing it? Is like, you know what I mean? Is Absolutely. that something that she said to impress people after the fact? Totally. Um, so, you know, what is it about about that kind of statement? It's pretty shocking to me. Like, I abhor cruelty to people and all animals and – you know, so it's pretty interesting, that statement. But it, to me, gives a – if it is true, and she did say that, especially in her youth, um, it checks out <laughs> for later actions. So – It also – I mean, there's also a world in which if she's trying to win the favor of this guy, like – Or at least get noticed. Yeah, if she's, like, purposefully attempting to move up through the ranks – 100%. It seems like something that he'll be charmed by. Could also even just be words, you know? Like, yeah. Who knows? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's just very interesting. And so we're, we're continuing on. She's in her 20s at this point, And his youngest son, Emperor Taizong's youngest son, Lee. Okay, it's Z H I. Okay. Okay. Okay, so this is the part where I say I studied Chinese in school for six years. Oh my god, Chloe. <laughs> admittedly. I uh was taught Mandarin and I believe that there are like a million different accents <laughs> and different ways to say things. You so can pick one. I only know like my teacher's accents. <laughs> but Z H I you said? Mm-hmm. I think we would have done uh jir. Which is, I have no idea how you would say that. <laughs> so, uh, Li Zhe. Zhe. Yeah. I think so. It also depends where it. the accent is going. I don't know. I can't read Aww. Chinese. This is well, in no. 
Does it have any marks on it? English. Nope. It's just English. Oh, darn. That's the best part. Sorry. Do you want me to try and find them? (laughs) No. (laughs) Because I'm going to refer to him as a different name in about two seconds. So. No, but the 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 way that you like the way that you like right now you're doing. I think it's. Oh gosh, I really haven't looked at this in like six or seven years. But this like, is good for you. That sounds like like the fourth tone, which you know, like each tone changes the meaning of the like changes the word depending on if you say it sharply or if you like. It's like jur 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 jur. You know what I mean? I and don't. Depending on how you but that's do interesting. that, it changes the word. <laughs> okay, so. This is, if anyone is listening who's Chinese, I'm like deeply sorry. This is <laughs> you're sorry. Listen to me. Doing Jeez. a poor job here of being the person who knows Chinese. <laughs> um as Anyways, I always recommend. That's all I got for you. That's all I got for you. You guys find a great book and read it and you can <laughs> yeah. try and pronounce everything. Um so Okay, so he his youngest son is Emperor Taizong's youngest son is Li Zhe. And um it seems like Wu and Lee kind of got close. Maybe they had an affair while Taizong was still alive, which would have been legit incestuous. Um, but, you know, I don't know if that's the case or if it happened afterward. But so Emperor Taizong dies in 649 and he becomes the next emperor and mm. it's Emperor Gaozong. And he, so like after, so this is, um, by the way, everyone's Buddhist, not Confucian. Mm -hmm. Um, So everything I learned about Confucianism as a American student was so stupid. Anyway, basically it was a very patriarchal society and I didn't know that. Um, I was taught to believe different things about Confucian, but I digress. Um, but this was a very Buddhist culture and she was raised Buddhist and there isn't as ingrained, as ingrained, um, as in, or as explicitly as in Confucianism, um, the kind of patriarchal system and structure. Mm -hmm. Um, but after an emperor would die, the wives and concubines who did not have children were confined to a Buddhist monastery after the death and like expected to stay there and become a nun for the rest of their lives. Um, so that's exactly what happened to Wu. She was consigned to the Ganya temple and she shaved her head and was there forever. And um, however, not that long after Taizong died, Li Zhe came to visit her or at least came to visit the either. Okay. Depending on if they had an affair before, either he came to visit her or he came to the temple to honor his father and mm-hmm. they locked eyes while lighting incense or something. And basically he was like, oh my God, she's so hot. Um, doesn't matter that she has a shaved head. Love her. Hmm. And so she left the, the temple. She just left and came back. And by early 650, not even a year after Emperor Taizong dies, she's Gaozong's, one of his concubines. Hmm. And that's, that's unusual, right? Yeah. So you can't leave the temple once you're assigned to it. No. And also she's married she was married to his dad. Mm-hmm. So that bit's weird. That bit is weird. 
Um, there's another tale that the current Empress Galzong's wife, Empress Wang, was really upset about Consort Zhao, who is one of the concubines who was like really favored by the emperor. Mm-hmm. And um, Empress Wang didn't have any kids, and Consort Zhao had a son, and so and and two daughters, and so she like saw that Li or Empress Gao, Emperor Galzong and Wu had like a a thing and invited mm-hmm. her and like encouraged her to grow her hair back and invite her back. Um, she would regret that if that is what she did. But mm. either way, Wu is back in court. Um, she ends up quickly becoming his favorite concubine. And, um, you know, they end up whoa i mean it's just interesting i i I just she's quickly a favorite two years later she has her first son uh lee hong and the next year she has another son um and she ends up having like four sons i think and Mm -hmm. within four years of her coming back both empress wang and consort zhao consort zhao have not become are like fallen in rank and they're like, we don't like concert woo, but effectively um, this is one of the tales that could be interpreted one way. So in that same year, Wu gave birth to a daughter and not long after the daughter was born, she ends up dying. And it seems like there at the time there was, it said that there was evidence of strangulation. Mm. Um, Yikes. Depending on who wrote the account, either Empress or either Consort Wu killed her own child and then blamed Empress Wang. Or Empress Wang did kill the child because she hated Consort Wu. Or the child had like SIDS, like sudden infant death syndrome. And also they used coal to heat their palaces and there was like no ventilation. So it could have unfortunately died of carbon monoxide poisoning. We have options. But effectively... Empress Wu blames Empress or Consort Wu blames Empress Wang and says, You killed my daughter. Right. Um, and it seems like Empress Wang like didn't have an alibi. Like she was seen near the rooms where it happened and then like didn't have an alibi. And so Emperor Gaozong was like, he also was like kind of okay with getting rid of her because she didn't give many kids. And so they ended up displacing her. And Wu became, like, the sixth highest rank among any, like, person in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And she then accused Empress Wang and Empress Wang's mom of witchcraft. Then they banned the mom and then demoted the empress. And then, this is wild. They ended up either she had Consort Zhao and Empress Wu killed. And the way that they're saying she did it is very interesting. They're saying that she cut off their hands and feet and then drowned them in a vat of wine. Okay. The thing is, the thing is, there is another female ruler. Mm hmm couple centuries before this and that's another thing that was attributed to her so was it her was it did they just like because that woman was seen as like the 
apex of all that's evil. So maybe they're like, oh, Empress it, it was, was the same. same. It was the same murder. It was the same. Pretty much the same method. The, the taking off the hands and feet and letting them die in a vat of wine. That is just so specific. It's so specific. That's like, you know, I guess like a, you know, serial killer. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the word is, but when they have. Their MO. Yeah. Yeah. The method behind the madness. <laughs> just like their favorite way. <laughs> it's like, I guess that's what gets her off. I don't know. That is just bizarre. Yeah. So I'm also, I'd love to point out mm-hmm. how every detail here has been like, or not. Yep. <laughs> I. That's I mean, the thing. This could have happened. Maybe it didn't. Or though. not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, um, I mean, but the odds are she did encourage them. She okay. did have them killed. Whether or not that was the way she did it, I don't know. But effectively, right. she had she was able to get them exiled through either manipulation or Empress Wang killed her daughter, or right. I don't know. And mm-hmm. then when it seemed like Gaozong was sympathetic toward their cause and was maybe going to release them, she had them killed. Right. So that was probably the case. All right. Whether or not she did it the way that some people wrote that she did is the question up to the interpreter indeed and then after that she became the new empress consort she became the number one ranking woman in the country in the empire Hmm. and one of the very first things that she did was basically have consort one of emperor gaozong's sons like taken away from being the heir apparent and she kind of gets her sons up to the front she starts um like over the couple of years she basically starts manipulating different um people like different um god what's the name for them like court officials and such Mm -hmm. chancellors she's basically kind of manipulating the situation so that some people end up implicating themselves in various plots or wow. she gets them to say things like it's very interesting if, if that is the case or if not these guys were stupid and did this on their own and she got to take advantage of it i'm right. you know right. which one right probably the advantage. latter actually we all know we all know right but so she ends up basically getting rid of all of her um, political enemies. And because Emperor Gaozong actually suffered from what was most likely hypertension, but at the time was quite debilitating, mm. she became the ruler. And he wow. completely like trusted her entirely. Mm. And so it's just really interesting. She one of the things is like she incur- so there were multiple ways you could have someone killed. One was you kill them. Mm-hmm. And one of the other ones is that you would order them to commit suicide. Oh. Which is very interesting to me. That seemed to be a favorite of hers. Okay. Because it was said to have more honor. Oh. It's interesting how that is different in different societies. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we fast forward a couple years and she says to the emperor, um, you know, th- so the way that they had like officials come from all over was basically that like, the aristocracy would like 
have an exam and it would allow the most talented to be able to serve. Mm-hmm. But what she did, which is entirely revolutionary, she opened that to every single class. She wanted anyone who was talented enough and smart enough to be able to be in the government. And it did two things. Mm-hmm. It obviously helped to raise the lower classes mm-hmm. and it also opened up power like positions to them, which as we're seeing in our own country would be very important. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that it reduces the power of the aristocracy. So she's kind of diluting their power and she's opening up everything. That's so wild. people are seeing this as an entire attack on the aristocracy. I think I it's twofold. That. Like, I think it's yeah. twofold. Yeah. It clearly makes sense to me that she's like, well, why wouldn't, why would we ignore talent just because of where they're from? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love that. In that year, in 660, the like next year after the palace exam was opened, her, one of Emperor Gaozong's sons was scared that he would be like the next to get out. Like, mm-hmm. and um, he was right. So she had him exiled and placed under house arrest. <laughs> LOL. He was right. He was right. <laughs> and that basically happened. She had everyone exiled, but like this emperor, this empire is huge. And this is, by the way, I forgot to mention, sorry. This is like the Silk Road. This is it. Hmm. This is the height of like it. China, at this point, the Chinese empire in the world, there's like no one more powerful. This is what some people like to refer to as the dark ages, not for China. Not at all. This was an incredibly advanced, incredibly vibrant, incredibly cultured society um, Mm. and kind of stayed that way forever. We just caught up so many years later. Um, So she's encouraging education for everyone and Mm. she's effectively able to because Emperor Gazong becomes more and more ill one of the stories is that she sits behind a pearl screen while he's having like audiences and like whispers what to say to him. Oh, very yeah. Wizard of Oz. I know. I know. But whatever it was, that, that that to me sounds very insidious, but whatever it was, he relied on her heavily. And within that year, it was pretty clear that she was the one um, to be in charge. She was the one to ask for questions, like ask for favors. She was the one to appeal to. Hmm. She was everything. Right. And she ends up two years later, like in 662, which I think is really interesting. So we've talked a lot about like the kind of gendering of titles and such before, like, hmm. you know, she is an empress. She is the consort to the mm-hmm. emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that she does is she actually has the titles of the imperial consorts to be changed so that mm-hmm. they're not feminine or superficial. It's that they're oh. just genderless, which could have just been a reflection of like those names in Chinese. Like our translation to English could actually... Mm specify more of a gender than they would have had like they would have been maybe more indeterminate but Mm -hmm. either way she kind of makes it official Mm. and it's i think it's just so cool um she ends up very gen z 
It's so cool, right? She's like, fuck it. Yeah, she's ahead of the gender revolution. 100%. But I also wonder, like, Maybe. some people are saying yeah. it was because she would get rid of her female rivals. That doesn't make any sense to me. Just because their their title would have changed in meaning doesn't mean that she got rid of them, because she didn't. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I think it was more just to take away that aspect. I mean, Confucianism is still very, very, very powerful at the time. And effectively, there's no room in that religion to have women with any autonomy. So I wonder if that was a way to kind of subvert that. I think it probably was. To me, that's very interesting. I think it's so Mm -hmm. cool. Oh, heck yeah. It's so cool. Um, cool. And so she decides – So. Chang'an, which Chang'an, which is the in Xi'an, it's in that city. It's huge. It was like one of their imperial cities. It was massive. Hmm. She starts building the Deming Palace, which is like kind of an extension of it. Mm-hmm. And it's freaking huge. Like, holy cow. We got to post. There's a gate that was reconstructed um, on the foundations of one of the gates that she built. And it's it's of a proportion that I like can't quite understand. And it's just one of the gates of this palace. Like it's insane. Holy cow. We'll post it. We will. It's nuts. Um, And so it's another way of establishing imperial authority, right? She's going to build it bigger and better. And it's going to be awe-inspiring. So because this is when the Silk Road is at its some of its highest traffic points, the mm-hmm. actual East and West markets where, you know, in the West market, goods would come from the West and, you know, leave to the West. And in the East market, they weren't very far away from each other in the city. The same thing would happen. And it seems like there were constant, inf- I mean, this was a very diverse culture because everyone was traveling because they were all trading mm. and everyone was in awe. Like everyone was like, holy cow, holy cow, <laughs> just massive. Mm. So she's behind the shots and she wears the yellow robe of an emperor. And that's like the only time a woman's ever done that, <laughs> ever. Ooh. And it seems like Again, Emperor Gaozong is just basically not really present. She's 100% there in charge. Mm -hmm. And we start to go into a decline of his years and that kind of rise of her power to a degree that I don't think most people had at all. Mm -hmm. One of which was that she eliminated um, and changed the uh, requirement that only male officials make like religious sacrifices, like prayers and, um, and such. She said Mm -hmm. that women should also do it. Mm -hmm. She also said that she extended mourning times for women. So like for mothers, so that you would Mm. mourn the same amount of time that you mourned your father, which wasn't a thing. Wasn't a thing. Just sorry to clarify. You would, if, if a woman dies, you mourn for the same amount of time that you would have, if a man had died. Is that what you mean? That's what she changed it to. Hmm. You wouldn't mourn at all, I guess. Before. Oh, you wouldn't. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Because women dying isn't sad. It's not a big deal. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just clarifying. So she goes to Mount Tai and they both, the emperor and her, initiate sacrifices. And this is a huge deal. 
And then they start to give promotions to officials. And again, she's started this amazing expansion of the kind of school of the officials. Mm -hmm. And she is able to bring up people that she's kind of been cultivating. So this is all part of that. So then we have an interesting, you know, thing. So her family's getting kind of ennobled, which everyone does. So I hate when people are like, well, she brought her family. I'm like, everyone did. Everyone did that. Grow up. They all did that. They all brought everyone up. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't you do that? Wouldn't you give your mom a position to give her money and power or just money and make her secure if you had the ability? I would. I'd, I'd give my mom everything. Oh, stop. <laughs> we love your mom. She might listen to this. No way. And if oh so. Oh my gosh, hi. Hi, mom. I miss you. It's nice. I wish I could see you. It's love you, mom. Oh, she's so lovely. <laughs> okay. She really is. 10 out of 10, mom. 10 out of 10. 10 <laughs> out of 10. Maybe an 11. Probably a 13, actually. She likes Whoa. Okay. 13 out of 10, mom. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to So she, she had her up. mom yes. elevated and her widowed older sister elevated as well. They were living in the palace. And she had half-brothers from her father's like first wife, and she hated them. And she had her cousins too, but she promoted them and made them rich. And it seems like they wanted more because men. And then she sent two of her cousins to exile. And then unfortunately her sister dies. And it seems like, it seems like there are two accounts again, either the sister started, the sister was Emperor Gaozong liked her and wanted to, um, add her to his concubinal system mm-hmm. and then Empress who had her poisoned or she just kind of died. <laughs> it's always such an extreme difference between theories. <laughs> yep. And so either she died or she was dragged across a thousand acres of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. It wasn't her sister. It was her niece. It was her sister's daughter. My apologies. Okay, cool. But yes, it, it's either she did it. Or someone else did it. It was just a natural death. <laughs> Whatever happened, she blames right. her two half-brothers that she hates and had them executed. Sure. Which checks out to me. Sure. I get it. Go for it. <laughs> do what you gotta do, girly. Slowly, over these years, she's getting rid of Emperor Gaozong's kids with his other concubines. Um, By getting rid of, you know what I mean. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there some type of like humane justification for that, or um, no? Okay. Cool. She's like consolidating power. All right. I guess. Yep. So okay. one of her oldest nephews was becoming really suspicious that the empress had had his sister murdered the sister who was poisoned mm-hmm. or just died <laughs> okay also it was said that he had an incestuous relationship with his grandma oh and raped unusual the daughter of an official of court great whatever happened she accused him of disobeying mourning regulations for lady yang who was her mom his maybe girlfriend grandma mm-hmm. Um, and she had him exiled and then he was either executed or encouraged him to commit suicide. Okay. 
And then around that time, she had the Longman Grottoes, like, commissioned. And that's one of those um, hillsides that have those caves built in with, like, Buddhas. Mm -hmm. And the one that she built is, like, 50 feet tall. It's insane. It's... We're going to post that, too. It's nuts. That sounds amazing. Nuts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm going to read a sentence that's going to make us mad. Empress Wu, although she although had real power, she was still in the background and unsatisfied with her nearly limitless position... She wanted more power, so took steps to increase the credibility of her power. She was in the background? Doesn't Technically, like- she was the wife of the emperor, right? Yeah, it doesn't sound like she was in the background. She wasn't, but she was technically, but she wasn't. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like she was in the background. Well, officially on paper, she was just the emperor's wife. Sure. And then she decided oh, to be a lowly to- wife. I know. She decided to encourage him to make her his official regent because he was getting more and more sick. Right. And that happened. And what that effectively allowed them to co-rule. And she always referred to this period as the period of the co-ruling divine monarchs. Mm -hmm. They were from the sun. Yeah. At this time, she's cutting taxes for everyone. She is improving infrastructure. She is diminishing the standing army because this is a time of relative peace. Obviously has people guarding. She actually, what was really cool was built um, tower outposts through the West to protect the Silk Road from marauders and raiders, which was a big problem. So she had like people who needed like army and soldiers where they needed to be, but Mm-hmm. Didn't really see that it was a necessary, perfect thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up, like, this is a, a time of incredible surplus and wealth for this country. And she is just, like, unbelievably successful as a ruler. And what I love is that if you listen to anyone else immediately after this, they say that this was a time of great turmoil for the kingdom and yada 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 and it's like no it was actually pretty solid it was pretty good it sounds like what she's doing for the greater good of her people is good Mm -hmm. yeah but what she's doing like in an interpersonal murderous way is probably bad exactly well done yeah yeah i would say that's a perfect thing is referring 
to all the killing, I could stand behind that. Mm-hmm. But probably not. You know. No, but they were referring to the fact that the the empire was the empire's in turmoil. I yeah, see. no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so she's writing books at the time that are basically guides to be better people or to be great um educated people. She wrote oh Gosh, oh self-help queen. She wrote a couple of books we don't really have any saved and the one that we do have saved is because it was um transported to the japanese empire and saved um by them Mm -hmm. and so she writes it's the shen okay c-h-e-n space g-u-i c-h-e-n chen guai thank you chen guai and you say g-u-i Yes, I did. Yeah. And that's the principle of the common body politic, which is effectively the ruler, the body, like the, in this like structure, the ruler is the will of the heart, the mind, and the intelligence. And then the ministers provide like the senses to give them, to give the body of the ruler the ability to do things. And then they give, they have the limbs, which means that they can, put into effect the the ruler's ruling. That's mm-hmm. one of the big kind of metaphors that she drives through, which is, I think, really poetic and lovely. Mm. Then she also writes a chapter that's basically called Achieving Loyalty and Filial Obedience. She had a problem with filial obedience. It's interesting that she's writing a book on that. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote, I just think they're so, it's so interesting that like, not only is she ruling a massive empire and like overseeing it Mm -hmm. in a micro level that many men didn't, Mm -hmm. she's also like, let me enrich the world with what I believe to be the way, you know? She's busy. She's so busy. She's filling up her days. She really is. I know. I know. Another one of the sections is about public spirited correctness and it's to mm. reinforce in ministers the principle that they are servants of the sovereign and of the state and that they don't have any other loyalties or anything it's to serve the state mm. in the in a public and impartial way that's a that's huge thing for her still a problem <laughs> i right right <laughs> that's a problem now now i know <laughs> she has a section on remonstration so it's the duty of officials to either remonstrate with the emperor or improve and refine the policies that the emperor or empress was thinking of introducing. So mm-hmm. effectively just ad- advising well, good guidance, mm-hmm. good advising. Um, and then a section about sincerity and trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. Um that speaks for itself attention to detail and confidentiality incorruptibility having good generals um yeah so and then oh and then benefiting the people and this is about the importance of a settled agricultural population and effectively setting up an economic foundation for a very stable empire Mm -hmm. and at the time she built these insane like repositories for grain because they would be subject to famine because of weather 
you know, right, out of their right, control. Yeah, yeah. And she was able to store, I think it was over 6,000 tons of rice. Wow. Which could basically was the supply for half of the empire. Wow. Do you hear about the mustard out at the shortage in uh, France? No, my gosh. Are they okay? Literally, no. I know. People are freaking out in France. Oh, my gosh. What do we do? How do we help them? <sighs> Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers for the French people. Everyone, <laughs> may they get their mustard back. I, I, it's, I, I, you know, haven't read into this at all. So why am I speaking on it? But it's hilarious. Though. I believe that there's like there was like mustards plant mm-hmm. issues, some type of <laughs> climate change, something, <laughs> something about the the world not providing good farming conditions for the mustard, and now now there's no mustard. Yeah, this is just going to keep happening, and everyone's going to pretend that it's not because of global warming, but. <laughs> I'm logging off. <laughs> Can nope. <we> cry? <laughs> we got to go kill some more people. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm back. So I'm back. no, Empress but Wu's... just to say, smart. Yeah, smart. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah. good to have backups. The poor French man. I don't know what they're going to do without their mustard. Genuinely, um, genuinely, I do believe they're actually freaking out. I know. Yeah. We think good thoughts they, for your like brother. They're not my people. It's not us versus they. It's all of us. We're <laughs> all together in this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Catch me on social media. Live I mean, honestly, do you guys? She's amazing. <laughs> Follow her on the TikTok. That's not what I meant. <laughs> on Instagrams. On is that it? Are there other things? TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. I guess. Oh yeah, YouTube, YouTube. Watch her. She sings. I do. God, she's amazing. This is not what this is about. Back back to China. I will always be your number one cheerleader. Always. I appreciate that. That's actually my mom, but I do appreciate. Fine. Can I be number two? Yeah. Okay. You got it. Thanks. It's yours. The position is yours. You've been hired. I feel so honored. <laughs> you had a great okay. resume. <laughs> so then her son, the yes. crown prince, said, mm-hmm. I don't like that you're you have so much more authority over dad. Hot take. <laughs> And then it's believed that she poisoned him. No. Come on. And then her other son was then created crown prince. And one, two more of Concert Zhao's daughters, the two daughters that Concert <sighs> consort Zhao had, were placed under house arrest mm-hmm. and died very suddenly. Very suddenly. Just naturally, I bet. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. And then another one of the sons, the crown prince that she just made, he was having a hard time. Mm-hmm. People are saying things that maybe he's not her son. And effectively, there was an assassination attempt. There were, she was kind of, because the assassins were not caught, she was led to believe that maybe he was behind the assassination. He like, was formally like accused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They found a lot of weapons in his palace. So she formally accused him of treason and the assassination of a sorcerer that she liked. <laughs> and he was accused of assassinating a sorcerer. Yes. Ming. Got it. Chong Yan. That they respected. And he had a lot of, he had a lot of weapons. And then he surrendered. 
she had him deposed. He was exiled and placed under house arrest. And he was demoted to like commoner status. Whoa. Instead of murdered? Yeah. Then her younger son became the Why new crown murder prince. Him? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe but yeah, so her younger son became the new crown prince. And yeah, like, again, everyone's like, but she's in charge. And then every- she's like, yeah, I'm in charge. Yes, I am. And then the moment someone says that, she's like, bye. And so she either completely exiles them to a place that like no one's ever heard of or exiles them then has them killed. Or just has him killed. Mm-hmm. And then in late 683, the Emperor Gaozong died. Which weird is at the time, no one was allowed to see him. And tradition had it that they were meant to be surrounded by friends and family. But people like, oh, she killed him. But I think she was just very overprotective of him. She took care of him for a long time and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think she killed him. She didn't have a reason to. Um, but she officially had her youngest son hand over the imperial power to her and she became the empress dowager and official regent even though her son was like 28 (laughs) isn't that theoretically a reason to kill him like to to get to that position yeah but it didn't change what she was doing yeah and it also i feel like places a larger target on her back in a way To a degree, I think so, especially from that son. Yeah. And so officially he ascends to the throne in 684. Um, I'm not going to say this right. I think it's Emperor Zhang Zong. Z-H-O-N-G Z-O-N-G. Zhang Zong. I was close. I was close. Yeah. He was not very I really competent. Don't feel like the authority on this. <laughs> you more than me. More than me. <laughs> so he is not a very powerful guy. She is still very much in power. Um, his wife was like, I want to do that. And then he kind of was empowered by his wife. And then she kind of gets rid of him. And so she deposes him and replaces him with her youngest son as the emperor Ruizong and she had the wife of, so her daughter-in-law's father um, brought up on charges of treason and he was sent into seclusion and he was reduced to a different title and was exiled and forced um, him to commit suicide. Fascinating. So her youngest son is now Emperor Ruizong, and she was still absolutely in charge. He was Mm -hmm. not doing anything. She effectively, like, again, she's, all while this is happening, she's, like, improving the the empire. Mm -hmm. The whole time. The whole time. So Mm -hmm. she's killing more people and not enjoying them. And... There was a minor insurrection. She got rid of it quickly. And it seems like she, in 685, started having an affair with a Buddhist monk. Hmm. And Hmm. he was like, which is interesting, right? Yeah. 
And then she became what people are saying paranoid. I think it's paranoia, but also rightfully so. Um, and starts installing copper mailboxes all around like every government building. And she encouraged people, everyone to report on other people. Oh, that's a slippery slope. So she effectively created a secret police as well. Yeah, but like how reliable is that, you know? Like you could dislike someone and accuse them with no grounds. Yep. But that's why you have a you have a secret police. Mm. Although it seemed like their false accusations were quite systemic. Yeah, that's worrisome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. At that day, at that time, around that time, she's making daily sacrifices to a deity in the Luo River. And she... Would you mind clarifying what's being sacrificed? People? No, 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 no. Just like... Animals? I think just like... Maybe food? I'm trying to think. I didn't look this up. I'm terrible. That's okay. No, no. I just... I I think... I was worried that you meant people. No! I just wanted to clarify that it wasn't people. God, no. Just just clarifying. Just, you no, know. no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. So again, she is effectively forcing and consolidating her power. I mean, she's just getting rid of anyone who has any possibility of disagreeing with her or having a right to the throne. And then in 690, she proclaims a new um, Zhao dynasty and which isn't really a thing because it only lasted for her lifetime. And she becomes the official empress regnant in her own right. She's no longer masquerading as the regent. She is her own regnant. Hmm. And she, again, what she does at this time is she really does kind of cement in that imperial exam about getting like, and about educating people to become officials and also promoting them mm-hmm. and then encouraging them to continue. By the way, that system that she set in place and those tests effectively stayed in place till the 20th century. That's cool. So she's awesome mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. And, the secret police was a big deal. The kind of, you know, reporting on other people was a big deal. But what's fascinating is she also names a female prime minister. Ooh. Which is amazing. That is cool. Like, incredible. And that's because the imperial exam allowed some women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. She's making waves. She's making waves. And that's what I think is so hard is that like, if we were to like say there's like a private and a public persona in the public, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the secret police isn't great. (laughs) But what she did for the empire as a whole is unreal. It sounds like a lot. Yeah, but it's unreal. It's no, just like amazing. Way. Like it seems like there's a lot of amazing. Like she's a lot of building. She's yeah. yeah. She's really making a statement about Buddhism. Like she's, yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like she's out to murder. It feels like she's yes, murdering, sure, but also <laughs> like really caring about the power that she has and yeah. how she can use it to improve and things. 
one of the ways to do that with the imperial exam system, examination system, was that effectively she's raising people up from anywhere. They're going to be loyal to her. Yeah. Which makes sense. It also just like feels almost innovative. It is. It's innovative if we did it now. It was a meritocracy. We don't know what that means here. Mm -hmm. She did and fully utilized it. It's incredible. And everyone's going on about freaking Napoleon being the great meritocratic leader. I think not. Yes. I love this. Heck yes. She's so cool. She is cool. So now she's known by Wu Zaitian, um, which is like Wu the Heavenly. Hmm. Because she's awesome. And she kind of surrounds herself with mystics and, you know, interesting people. She Mm -hmm. is really kind of emphasizing Buddhism being the very main um, religion of, of the empire. Again, she's building like these incredible pagodas. Um, one of them had collapsed during an earthquake. She rebuilds it. And mm-hmm. then, it, I mean, it was just massive. It was over 300 feet tall. Ooh. It's called the giant wild goose pagoda. And okay. it, in fifth, in the 16th century, actually three stories were destroyed in another earthquake. So it, from what it is now, it was taller. It's huge. Mm-hmm. She built another pagoda that is still standing mm-hmm. to this day. Mm-hmm. And it's like unreal. Can, that's I must have seen a lot. <laughs> that's like 1500 years ago. Yeah, that's a long, that's a long time. Wait, is it 15? I can't do math. You guys know this oh, by now. I'm absolutely not jumping onto this. Awesome wise. sauce. Will not be. <laughs> good, good, good. So she is also at this time, now she's in her own reign, right? Mm-hmm. And she is expanding the kingdom. She mm-hmm. expands the empire more than anyone else had at the time. Mm. Um, She's going into parts of... Well, she's going into a lot of Korea, up into like Kazakhstan. What is this is all modern day, obviously, going mm-hmm. up north. I mean, she's really just consolidating. And around this time, um she has this like one of the main guys in power. Um they're all plotting around each other. I think that's what the one of the unfortunate things is that of course the culture that she had been cultivating of course leads to more like in not infighting so much as like intrigue inter intrigue Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so they're all doing that and then one of her main guys who was in charge of the secret police ends up being accused of crimes and then they he's executed and after that like the secret police isn't really as big of a thing and then a lot of his victims (laughs) were exonerated Hmm. so What's the point? Yeah. I mean, Sorry. was he wrongly? I don't know. I'm. It... He had planned. I think what he had done is like effectively they he had planned to accuse another official and then a princess, actually. Um, princess Taiping of treason. And then they found that out and then acted before he could do that and then had basically accused him of the crimes and he was executed. Mm-hmm. So 
And around this time, she begins new relationships with two brothers. Um, Zhang Yi. Okay, Y I Z H I. Yichir. That one. And then Zhang Shang Zhang. Either she had them as lovers. At this point, she's in her 70s. So it's not unreasonable, but 70s? basically later chroniclers say that she like surrounded herself with like a harem of young men. And I'm Didn't like, the so men like do what that with women? I was just going to say that. So like what the emperors did, and she did the same thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at her. Okay. I know. Look at them. So you did the same thing. Falling precedent. Not Whether or not they had like a sexual thing. relationship or she just became very close with them, mm-hmm. um, they became really, really powerful. And like she just starts relying on them more and more because she's getting older and older. And she ends up one of the okay like one of the main relations one of her main like cousins really didn't like those two brothers and then like kind of rejected a promotion of another one of them and then they ended up being murdered sure and yeah, there's like no more said about them, which is very interesting to me. But that's kind of what happened. I guess they were kind of, there were accusations of corruption and potential insurrection. But effectively, what ended up happening is I think they just got too big for the britches and mm. they ended up getting killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're in the summer and kind of, or excuse me, the winter of 704 and she's ill. And, oh, that's why. Sorry. My notes made no sense to me. Okay. So she was ill and then we're doing great guys. So she was ill. And then because of that, those brothers were seen as like, they were like, oh, they're going to take over the throne. Uh, and then she felt better. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, hey, we don't, we only want the princes of, the Wu clan, her family, like yeah. being able to attend to her. And she was like, no. Mm. And then there was an investigation. And then the next spring of 705, she's ill again. Mm-hmm. And then they convinced some of the Wu clan, like convinced some generals to kill those brothers. And then they did. Got it. That does make sense. And then at the same time, her son that she had had exiled. Mm-hmm. Is like, it's my time to shine. This is my moment. Comes back from exile? He comes back and he says, those two guys have been killed. It's my time to shine, mama. You've been exiled, baby. Well, he came back. You could just walk back in? I think there were some people who were like happy to have a man in charge. You know. Uh, We hate it. But they're like, it's his throne. I mean, maybe it was. Technically, but who cares? She had taken technically, but then you got exiled, my boy. I know. What are the rules of exile? You leave. You don't come back. And what I think is important is that she officially 
steps down. So she doesn't allow herself to be overthrown. She's still controlling that narrative to a degree. She steps down in power. She's in her 80s at this point. She's kind of tired, I think. And just a couple months later, Mm -hmm. she passes away on the Mm -hmm. 16th of December. Mm. And her dot that daughter-in-law that was like getting too big for her own britches like came back and basically tried to do the same thing and then like couldn't even compare mm-hmm. um but she was apparently the one encouraging her husband to like come back and take over the throne now that mommy's old kind of thing mm-hmm. which is interesting um at the time of her death she was no longer referred to as like an empress regnant but it said again as an empress consort mm-hmm. and then they had her interred at the mausoleum, Changling mausoleum, um, with her husband, Gao Zong, and with two of her sons mm-hmm. and a daughter, mm-hmm. I think. And she had built this mausoleum during her lifetime, and she had a massive stele built. Um, but left it blank so that later historians could fill it in with her deeds. And what? which is really cool. Isn't that interesting? Yes. It's still why blank. She, why would she trust future people to do? Yeah, exactly. There you I go. think she wanted them to write about her. I think it was to her, it would have made more, would have felt better perhaps mm-hmm. to like have them be the ones to uh, you know kind of help and and kind of keep her legacy um but unfortunately immediately after her death as we've kind of experienced it all goes downhill right and so but she leaves behind obviously an extraordinary legacy not least of which is the um imperial examination system she also established these north gate scholars who she had them write that one of those books on her behalf and she also had them write biographies of notable women Mm -hmm. which is amazing incredible she wrote and helped to modify a number of like chinese characters like language wise Mm. she also was a big fan of poetry and was herself a poet Mm. um and What's interesting is at the time, women in her kingdom, and there's more and more archaeological evidence that's coming out to support this, women in her kingdom enjoyed freedom at a level that most women in the world at the time were not enjoying. They -hmm. could ride horses, they could travel on their own, they could buy things, they could like just almost be effectively autonomous individuals almost, which is pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Um, And it's just really exciting because as they're discovering more and more of her buildings and like her legacy is getting uncovered in a way that I think is really extraordinary. And it's exciting because like, you know, all these things that we're saying she's absolutely convicted of, like all of these poisonings, every single one is getting slowly, like it's becoming more and more clear what happened by Mm -hmm. just a modern or at least an attempt to be more like neutral in your reevaluation of her life. Mm-hmm. 
And so she's kind of brought up as the great evil woman. You know, this is what happens when you put a woman in charge. And this is, you know, why we don't do it. Things go wrong. Mm -hmm. But it just seems like maybe that was actually a political tool and that many of the other incidents and poisonings may have actually not been her doing. Mm -hmm. I think there being so many means that perhaps that there were some in power, but again, it just seems like if there were a man, they wouldn't say a thing. Yeah. And also, also potentially she felt the need to be more extreme in her shows of power so that people would take her seriously. I mean, exactly. It's, it's possible that, you know, you have a woman in charge who doesn't exert power in that really very concrete way and they'll go, Oh, she's weak. That's what happens when you put a woman in charge. Exactly. You can't really win. (laughs) What she did was she actually annexed Korea Mm. and improved the empire and the, the Tang dynasty was failing and she not only revitalized it, she made it this extraordinary force. Hmm. I mean, politically, she was an extraordinary leader. And I think it's just fascinating that I knew. I just hate that again. I I think I say this every time. I hate that I didn't know this. I'm furious. Yeah, this is this is a real badass. She's so cool and scary. Yeah. But like so interesting. And also so relevant. I feel like we could all learn a lot from what she was trying to get done yes and there's a great article that the smithsonian has and (laughs) the title of it i think is everything it's the demonization of empress Wu. yeah and it happens like immediately kind of not even after her death like well during her lifetime but immediately after and it's because the confucians came back in power and they're like women yeah I mean, and it's she, just she probably got a little too powerful for everybody's liking, honestly. Probably. Not probably. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, yeah. They were like, we don't want this to start a whole movement of women being in charge. Exactly. Uh, that'd be bad. And that's the thing is like all of the things that are 100% attributed to her, like for a long time were like the deaths of the former Empress Wang and the concubine Zhao. Like, that's not even, that's nowhere in any records until, like, I don't know, like, 600 years later, they're like, it's her. And it's like, no, maybe it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting. I know. And, you know, it. there's a weird thing that I'm going to, it'll make you mad. It made me mad, but I think it's kind of funny. So the, the road to her tomb is situated like the road is situated between two low hills that -hmm. have watchtowers and they're known as the nipple hills Mm -hmm. and that's like tradition holds that that spot was selected because it reminded gaozong of her of young Wu's breasts great love that so in her youth the sexualization is unreal right Yeah, it's stupid. Stunning. <laughs> and that's how she was remembered and known for so long. But 
as we, again, I'm so excited, more and more archaeological finds are coming out and kind of rehabilitating her image in a way that I think is pretty extraordinary. And mm-hmm. we'll find, you know, all these stories of the evil women in charge and power, um, mm-hmm. maybe just that. So Ooh. I was so excited to learn about her. <sighs> yeah, me she's too. so cool. Badass for the books. A true badass for the books. By the way, she's been on my list since we started this podcast. <laughs> really? Yeah. 17 years ago? 17 Crazy. years ago. That's wild. We were <laughs> mere teens, Uh-oh. children. Uh-oh. <laughs> how old am I? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a how old am I, but also what is math? Yet again, the question comes up, what yeah. is math? You know? I wouldn't have been a teen. No, I think we were children. I think we were children. I would have been a child. Yeah. Yes. I think I would have been, I'm 26. I would have been nine. Yeah, we're the same age right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's right. Everyone, Chloe just had a birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday to Chloe. Thanks. Sorry. (laughs) That's genuine. Your gift is going to be there tomorrow. It turned into, uh, like, preschool teacher vibes real quick. I know. I couldn't help myself. Everybody say happy birthday to Chloe. Happy birthday. (laughs) All right. She's a queen. I'm obsessed with her. Let's all wear yellow. Oh, hot the take. emperor. I don't have anything yellow, but we should do and it. I'm, and I might not buy anything yellow if I'm being completely honest. That's fair. But how I about we wear yellow in spirit? <laughs> in my heart. In, yes. in my heart. I'll use like yellow hearts in the Instagram post. I love this for us. I'm excited. Love. <laughs> love it. Love. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure Audience. you like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Give us a give us a share. <laughs> Feel free to review it. Oh yeah, we we don't get a lot of reviews, but we, we know you're listening because we see the statistics. We're shocked you, by them. We're excited really, by them. You're really yeah. listening. Yeah. <laughs> so show us, <laughs> show us your support. I've seen that. I've seen that on posts before. Show us your support. No, I wouldn't say that. That's horrible. Isn't that crazy? I don't they like are. it. I just I feel listening. I got you They're gave listening. me the ick. Isn't that a thing? Look at that me is being a thing. Look at me. You're so hip with the kids. I'm so hip with the kids. My goodness. Thanks. Thanks. Um yeah, we'll 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 post on Instagram. We try to post on Wednesdays. And then we'll see you in a month. I always say that, and every single time I say that, I I know that we're not gonna see anybody. Do you know what I mean? I do. It's a podcast. Every time it comes out of my mouth, it feels like a lie. We'll hear, they'll hear us. We'll talk to you in a month. Yeah. There you go. But that sounds bad. But that is what it is. It's, it is the situation. How about talk to you in a month? Well, now it just doesn't feel right. Uh, Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Listen to us in a month. Well, when you say it like that, it's not good. Okay. It's not good. Oh, is it my tone? Yeah. 100%. Right. Um, in a month, we'll be back. All right? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 